Hello, hello, welcome to episode 38 of the Golden Question Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be answering the question, what happened to Steven Crowder? And more importantly, why he has alienated the Muslim supporter base. It's been a while, but I am hopefully going to be getting back on the swing of things by pushing out these podcasts, hopefully once a week or twice a week. Uh, but I've just been really busy from work. I just graduated and, you know, you want to get into the full momentum of, of working and, and doing a nine to five um, and sort of just taking on the the added responsibility of, of be, being a man, I mean, outside of school. But anyways, that's besides the point. I just wanted to throw an excuse just so you guys have an idea of where I've been. So what happened to Steven Crowder? So I used to watch uh, Steven Crowder and I still do actually daily in a sense to this uh to this day uh, i find him really funny one of the funniest guys out there in my opinion i just every single episode i, I i'm always laughing and it it's a great show i love the, the the show that he's thrown together i wish him the best uh, i wish you know him uh, more viewers hopefully he can expand the show do more stuff outside of the studio and you know do, hopefully he can do what the Daily Wire. I mean, The Daily Wire is a bit more serious in its own, but if he could hire on more people, do more shows, uh, I, I wish him the best. So this is purely constructive criticism in my part. So if it isn't already obvious, I am. I do classify myself as a Muslim in the sense that you know, I believe in the last prophet, Prophet Muhammad, but I, I, I don't think that Islam is something that everybody needs to um, subscribe to, right? I believe in a sort of a more diverse set of ideas where you could have people who don't uh, believe in the last prophet, you can have Christians, you can have Jews. So I think first thing is with with Steven Crowder, uh, he used to be, and I'll get into the, the whole religion, and it, because the past two episodes, he did bring up Islam. And I think I should touch up on that really quickly, but I think before that, we'll just put that aside first. I That was the first thing on my mind, but let's put that aside. He used to be before, and I think Trump is sort of what corrupted him in a sense, but before Trump, he used to be, we, we, we used to agree. I think a lot of people can say that, especially people that don't support him now, can say that he was saying a lot of good stuff. I mean... A lot of his arguments about uh, free market capitalism, healthcare. I mean, his famous video of him going to Canada and trying out the healthcare system over there. Um, his arguments on the minimum wage. His arguments against communism. Uh, he hasn't really talked much about the Federal Reserve, which I think that could be a, a point, a knock point, uh, points that I can knock off uh, throughout his entire career. Uh, and he sort of just started talking about the Federal Reserve now. And it's like, hello, you're a bit late in that regard. But a lot of his ideas about capitalism, the free market, I think was great. He hit the nail, the way he told it, very persuasive. And the, the humor that, that he throws in there makes it perfect to listen to. Um, and it's, you know, it's like music to your ears when you just hear someone dissect arguments uh, that are of an opposing view and, and and doing it in an elegant and um, 
funny way. I think it's it's amazing what he does. And I don't know if he's writing this stuff or I mean, he surely has writers, but there's some stuff I think that he throws in there. But he used to be uh, a person of principle. And I say that because a lot of the stuff that he was talking about sort of revolved around what he would argue as libertarianism, although now he lumps libertarianism in with the Bitcoin crowd and sort of throws a bad connotation. And he doesn't really call him. I don't think he calls himself sort of as loudly as before a libertarian. I think now he he says he's a conservative, although the, the, the two don't really have distinct lines to separate them. I think the distinction between a you know what's a libertarian and what's a conservative is a bit muffled. And it's very hard to throw out these names because everybody defines them differently. And it's very hard to say what you're not and what you are definitively. But ever since uh, Trump got elected, and I say ever since he got elected, because even runner uh, running up to his uh, election and, and, and throughout the campaign, he stayed very, uh, uh, I would say, objective. He, he stuck to his principles. He pointed out the things that he didn't like, and throughout the the early primaries, he wasn't an open advocate for him. And I think this was the case also with Ben Shapiro, although Ben Shapiro, uh, I, I think sort of contrasting him to Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro still is, a, they he too, uh, suppose, uh, I like to use the, the, the phrase drunk, the, the Trump Kool-Aid. Um, ben Shapiro too drunk, drunk Kool-Aid. He just didn't drink as much, and he still keeps his 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 criticism open. I think Stephen Crowder is sort of afraid to keep his criticisms open of of uh, Trump because he he fears the, I guess he fears that he might lose some of his some of his audience, and I think that's what he relies on. He relies on this sort of Trump momentum that certainly helped drive his channel up. I, I, I won't disagree with that. I, I agree that a lot of Trump supporters came in and boosted him up in terms of viewers and in terms of his, you know, his subscription rate his, and his audience really grew because of that. But ever since Trump got a, elected, I think he put his... And, and even when it came to just the, the runner-ups between Trump and Hillary, I think that's when he started to put his principles aside. And that's when he just strictly started to, to center every single argument around Trump. And anything that went against Trump, like he would never side with the Democrats in the event that they had something positive against Trump. So, you know, and, and this is especially uh, prevalent with the economy, right? He used to say that the economy was a bubble, um, and and Trump, and, and this is funny because Trump also sort of acted in a similar way. Although I think Trump, not genuinely, I think he he sort of knows sort of the the underlinings of everything, and he's sort of just playing with the games. Obviously, he he knows that the economy screwed up, but he's not going to straight out admit it. But he is going to use it to his advantage to those who sort of uh, so so like let's say. He, you know, he knows the economy screwed up, but if it's under an opposing uh, party, he'll say, yeah, you see, it's screwed up and he'll say the truth. But the moment it swings to someone he supports or under his own rule and that in the cases of of his term, he'll say everything's fine. So he know I think he knows uh, the economy screwed up, 
deep down, but he he's not going to just straight up admit it. He's going to use it to his advantage when he can, and when he cannot, he'll just hide it. And with Steven Crowder, I don't know if he knows economics to that extent. I mean, he did when 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 he talks about healthcare and unions and all these different things in which a traditional libertarian would subscribe to in that sense he sort of seems like he knows and i think he does but again when trump got when trump won and he saw this huge momentum in his viewership that drove up his channel he just wanted to continue with that and that's where he put his principles aside and that's in a sense a coward move um, you you sort of cave into your audience you cave into demands from from others and you you put your principles aside and i think that's what he's done now and during trump's presidency he boasted the unemployment rates uh and the the labor rates even though again we know that these numbers are manipulative right because you you can't say these because the numbers weren't that different under obama i mean people tend to think that there's an exagger uh, there's a difference and a lot of them exaggerated but the numbers were already going down over the 8 years of obama and they were continuing the trend downwards towards trump so yes they're not wrong in the sense that the numbers are record lows but they were already on a trajectory downwards and there were there were sort of two types of people during the whole uh during during the entire obama era you had some who just said, yeah, the, these numbers are not low enough. And those sort of had a very rudimentary understanding of economics. And then you had those who really understood and said, wait a second, these numbers are manipulative, kind of like the CPI. You know, these numbers don't really reflect the true condition of the economy. The, 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 the GDP doesn't really reflect the true uh, uh, production output of the economy because there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of fluff in there. That doesn't represent true output in goods produced. And there are a bunch of other uh, more important and realistic, uh, sort of more uh, reflective indexes that one could use to, to judge the economy. So the, there are two types of people. Steven Crowder, I don't know which camp he was in, but it looks like, you know, it's hard to tell. It looks like he just said that, you know, it's one of those people that said these numbers are too high, they need to be lower. And then when they were lower, all of a sudden, everything's great. But as we know, these numbers don't reflect the true nature of the economy. So when Trump came in, Steven Crowder did the same thing. He falsely boasted this bubble economy. And now that things are starting to get a little bit worse now, uh, they blame it all on Biden. And yes, in a sense, Biden did cause some of the problems. But I, again, I don't want to talk, delve into talking about the, the specifics of why our economy is bad. But all I want to say is that Steven Crowder has shifted away from his principal values and drunk the Trump Kool-Aid, as they say. I think that's the best analogy to use. He just, the, the momentum, the hype, completely... Uh, took advantage of it because it helped him. It it he benefited from it, and then you know if if you benefit for from a um from something false, if you benefit from a lie, now I wouldn't necessarily call it a lie, but if you benefit for something that's not entirely genuine, I think you should, out of character, and if you are sticking to your principles, say you know what, 
yes, this thing helped me get to where I am, but I'm going to be honest, it, it isn't entirely genuine and it isn't, it isn't entirely true, but, and this is, uh, it really reflects what the game of politics is like, right? You could lead your voters into believing something false and you personally know it's false, but you don't want to come out and say it's false because then you risk alienating them. So th this is uh, sort of the thing that he did. But it's funny because I compare this and I'm going to go back to religion. Now, Stephen Crowder came up, I think, what am I going to say? Two, I think 2008, 2009, and he really didn't start picking a moment. I mean, he did pick a momentum really early on. It's not like his channel was dead for a couple of years and then blew up. I mean, since the get-go, he was making great content and getting a lot of views. But it's funny because during... So let's look back, going back to the the late, you know, throughout the 90s, even, I mean, yeah, throughout the 80s, throughout the 90s, up until 9-11, Muslims in this country were in a majority voting Republican, even in Democrat cities, um, you know, large cities, Los Angeles, New York, Michigan, and Michigan kind of still till this day is is leaning Republican. But New York, I think the Republican Muslim base in New York is almost entirely gone. Same with in Los Angeles. And you're seeing some more Muslim communities emerge. Um, I think down in Florida and in Texas. And the those communities are, if they're not in the middle, I mean if they're not Democrat, they are in the middle. There's no really strong Republican uh Muslim community uh with the exception of Michigan. But it's funny, and again, Michigan is, again, another place that Crowder grew up, so he probably should know firsthand what it's like. But what, what Crowder did, I think, is he really alienated his Muslim voters. And I, I say this in contrast to him not willing to alienate the Trump voters. Because as I said, once the Trump momentum grew and he sort of became popular because of Trump, he probably knows that Trump is his principles and the values are not necessarily the values, but the things that Trump says aren't necessarily equal, but he's willing to put his principle aside just to not upset his Trump voters. But when it comes to his Muslim, when it comes to the Muslim Republican supporters, because obviously Crowder, he would prefer a Republican uh, majority than a Democrat majority. I mean, he would vote for a Republican. And so, despite him not willing to alienate and lose some of these Republican uh, viewers, he's he's right away quick to jump to alienating his Muslim uh, Republican supporters. Again, I, I, he doesn't really. I don't know how big his Muslim viewer base is, but if we're looking at Republicans as a whole, he making this type of, of content that is sort of downgrading uh, Islam, making fun of it. Again, I agree with the comedy, but he says it in serious tones throughout the videos. You know, this is why Muhammad, you know, he molested a girl and he um, he's, he's not as, you know, he's this horrible person that, that Muslims subscribe to and we're all extremists. And he did make content about how uh, he thinks that a majority of Muslims 
are extremists and he says this because he says that a lot of the a lot of the the values that we have a lot of extremists share and and it's i think it's a it's a sort of misleading point because you can argue the same thing for democrats a lot of you know the radical left isn't all all democrats aren't radical leftists i mean he even says this himself he says that there are leftists and, and democrats who don't realize how radical their sort of their general movement has has become and yeah in the voter box they'll vote but if you sit down with them and tell them all right this is actually what they believe in then they'll start to to question and and maybe push back a little bit on on their their values and and what they believe in same thing could be said for muslims i mean at face value yes a lot of them can subscribe to some of the same beliefs as these extremists but when you actually sit down with someone who who doesn't really know any better and start explaining all right the the, the jihadists they believe in this are you willing to go that far a lot of muslims i think will say yeah that is a bit too far that is a bit extreme but that's that only occurs when you sit down if you if you just take them you know just take a blind vote on on certain issues they might they might uh, be in support but as i said same thing with with Democrats and the left, with the majority Democrat voters, if you sit down with them and go through in a checklist some of the some of the radical ideas that their 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 higher ups believe in, then they'll start to push back. So that's a that's a mute point in my opinion. And because of this, I I don't know why he's doing it. I mean, he makes no effort to reconcile with the Muslim community. I mean, he doesn't care at all. I mean, he's not said one good thing about Muslim. I mean, I guess so when he was when he was talking about how the West. I mean, he he he's made several points like this, well, where he'll say the West has has gone way too, uh, you know, we've lost our religious values, and then he'll sort of compare to the to compare to a Muslim community how or, or the the Muslim communities, the foreign Muslim community communities. How they're more, they're they're strong to their religion. They're more, um, they hold on to it more. But then he'll say it in a negative tone. He won't say it in a positive tone at all. And this is again something that, something that really baffles me is that he's so quick to just completely kick out the Muslim community in in any efforts of building a Muslim community that can actually aid you. And again, as I said prior to nine eleven. A majority of Muslim voters were Republicans, and it was a big thing. I mean, no Republican would come out and completely shoot themselves in the foot and alienate a large, or not a large portion, but just a, a portion of their of, of their voters. And given how one could argue, yes, leftists are taking things up. Uh, you know, the leftist majority is growing. Democrats are in a majority. The Republicans could use any community of supporters they can i mean they're not in a position right now to really lose any supporters right now they're willing to gain a- as many supporters as they can and the fact that Stephen crowder comes out and just completely disregards the muslim community and just throws them under the bus is is baffling to me and i really wish he could um you know he did invite muslims on but i think it was just one or two and again just no there's no reconciling with them or at least coming to some sort of agreement i mean he is a christian but you you just cannot 
if you're willing to grow this republic uh the republican party if you're willing to grow this conservative movement this religious movement um completely pushing aside your a a portion uh, of your supporters that used to support you in my opinion is not the right move and i wish he can invite on some more muslim speakers talk about things from a political and economical sense and and sort of attempt to recapture a bit of that lost muslim audience but it's again i don't know the muslim audience but i i can surely assure you that a lot of a lot of the times with my muslim friends and family i tell them i watch and support stephen crowder and they're like wait a second isn't that guy who, who you know who who made fun of muhammad that's the first thing that comes up into their head now if it hadn't been for that they would have supported him i honest i mean a lot of this other stuff that he says they would agree with the abortion um limited government healthcare they would agree with all that but the moment he does something like that where he makes fun of the prophet completely alienates and he loses the voters and now these muslim, these muslim conservatives that used to be that used to vote republican that supported his party that supported his beliefs all now starts to they they start to double question everything why am i supporting this party right he thinks that him doing this is going to make those muslim voters turn into or make these these muslim audience double question their religion and switch to christianity in a sense and keep their political beliefs in line but that's not what's happening a muslim hears what stephen crowder says and double questions his political views and keeps his religious view and i think people hold on to their religious views more so than their political views i think stephen crowder is grossly mistakenly uh grossly uh, mistaking the fact that these people are willing to exchange their 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 religious views while holding on to their political views no the, the the religious aspect of someone's life is much more stronger than the political aspect so again when stephen crowder makes these remarks a muslim voter who uh, a muslim viewer who is a republican isn't going to say yeah you know christian muslim you know islam doesn't really make sense i might become a a christian and I'll continue to support you. No, they 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 disregard him and they say, all right, me, you know, if this is what the Republican movement represents, why am I supporting it? And and unfortunately, again, this is the the problem is that unfortunately, a lot of Muslims because of him are moving to the left, are moving, are starting to vote Democrat. This is the problem, and I think this is the disservice that he's doing to his own community. And again. He this is where he puts his principle aside. He puts his principle aside, um, and he's willing to to put his principle aside for the sake of advancing the Republican movement when it comes to Trump supporters who might be mistaken in certain things about the economy and about the way you know the Federal Reserve works and governments. But he doesn't do the same for the Muslims, right? The Muslims, he's willing to stick to his principles and kick them out. Um and not, and not even i mean the, the muslims when it, when i say his principles i'm not including the religious aspects so I, I i take that back it's not really a matter of him keeping his principle or not it's just he's willing to sacrifice his principle to please a bunch of misled supporters trump supporters while not sticking to his principle and inviting the the muslim community
Because if you were to stick to his principle of the free market capitalism, uh, not bringing religion into this, I guess bringing religion in, in the larger context of just a general belief in God, a general belief in morals, um, he's willing to suspend that and please Trump supporters that he knows are misled. He knows that they don't understand the full picture of, of the, our current economic state, the, the bubble market economy. And that's, I think, the message that I'm trying to get at in this video. Hopefully, uh, I've managed to do that in under 25 minutes. I think we're a couple of minutes before that, 24 minutes. Yeah, so hopefully uh, I got my point clear. It is hard. I, I try to do this unscripted um, and I end up going in tangents. But essentially, if we can really quickly conclude this, Steven Crowder has suspended his principal values in an effort to please a crowd that is misled because they have supported him while simultaneously pushing aside a, a important supporter base that does stick to his principal values. That's the end of this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. And looking forward to seeing you guys in the next one.